Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. And hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday, everybody. This is Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. Uh, we are not patty uh this is dan and meg uh we have a show on sunday mornings called a Politini with dan and meg um and patty asks us asks us to fill in periodically and uh anything that patty asks patty gets because we love patty she's amazing we do yeah um i do want to give a shout out because lady b is back in the house everybody welcome back um, I've never actually gotten to hug her in person, and it warmed the cackles of my heart to see Lady <laughs> B and to hug Lady B. Um, so we're very glad that she's back and uh, doing well. Um, and then also, Lady B also informed me that the chair that I sit in when I do the show was Dick Kay's chair. I know, and I thought you fangirled and passed out for a second. I was getting ready to actually fan you. I'm like, I'm sitting in the chair of a legend, <laughs> Dick K. This was his chair. Uh, Do you think the station would be upset if we took it home with us? Probably be arrested, but that's fine. Wouldn't be the first time. Um, no, my Jim and I used to listen to Dick K uh, on Saturdays yeah. every every Saturday, and it was just so funny. Like he was he was he. He was a political genius, um, and he also was terrible at technology. <laughs> so when the pandemic hit and he had to do the show remotely and stuff, like you could just hear him like the struggle, just being like, "What's going on? What is this?" But no, am I on and, the air right now? And, and he took he took crap from nobody, mm-hmm. and he knew what he was talking about, and it was it was just he was so. And I remember it's kind of like. Where were you when JFK was shot? And I was like, I was literally at a client's house decorating for Christmas when I heard that Dick K died. Mm-hmm. And then Joan Esposito played his intro music mm-hmm. and then just broke down because she's like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> he was such a cool guy. And now you're sitting in a legend's chair. And now I'm sitting in his chair. And have been for a while now and had no clue. I didn't know. And it's funny that every time we come Lady in here. Lady B wasn't here. And so now that Lady B is back, everything is right in the world. Exactly. And that's it. Yeah. Everything is aligning. <laughs> that's exactly it. Um, so we've got a good show today. Uh, we're going to chat about the uh, debate, which we'll ch- uh, chat with Jim from Chicago in a minute here. Um, we're going to talk about Kevin McCarthy. Uh, how everybody is just, you know, quote unquote, retiring from Congress. And Which I'm fine with. I'm Bye. totally fine with it. You either retire if you're a Republican or you get kicked out. That's basically the two. Um, so your only options. And now they're going to be down to like a two-vote majority, which that's cool. I'm fine with that. Um, Trump was on a Sean Hannity town hall uh, hosted by Fox News, obviously. And Jim yelled at me again for watching Fox News. But there were some interesting things about that. That, you know, just again. Very interesting. The things that he is spewing. I was like, I could erase pretty much everything that I heard from that except for one line when he said on the very first day he would be a dictator. Yeah. Well, from day one. Or yeah. Just on day one. But, you just know, on day one. Once you yeah, start, it's hard to stop time. being a dictator, I guess. It's not like you can. <laughs> I'm just going to do that for 24 hours and then call it a day. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's cute. Okay. Um, and then I want to talk, uh, we could at any point, about how Republicans don't want LGBTQ kids to have lunches in school. You know, isn't it really sad when they start, because they were saying it's like the USDA, like when they start weaponizing that. Yeah. And it's like, that's the whole party on 
completely against abortions. Yeah. So it's like, have the kids, but now you want to starve them at lunchtime just because they're oh, gay. Oh, no, you have to you like, have what? to have the child, but they don't care what happens to the After. child afterwards. That's just basically it. Then you're on your own. Yeah. And then you're like a welfare, you know, you're but a drain just, on our system. It goes to show, like, what kind of state are we in that we want to take lunches away from kids in school? Just because they're gay. Also, we also or a member of the community. There are kids that have school lunch debt now right. because they can't afford to pay for the lunch. Mm-hmm. But then they accumulate debt because they can't pay for the lunch. It's like they want us all in debt, no right. matter what. We will exactly. find a way. Yeah. <laughs> can't that, pay for your your cookie and your little chicken fingers. You're in the, debt now. <laughs> that's the American dream. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're going to chat about. <clears throat> um, if you want to join the conversation, 773-763-9278. It is Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. Um, did you want to talk about the drag show that we're hosting on the 15th? Yeah, absolutely. So Friday, December 15th from 8 o'clock to 11 p.m. And, I mean, that's just part of the package. You can stay later. But you can stay later and hang out with us. We will be hosting a drag show called Dragon Through the Snow at Greasy O'Malley's at uh, Six Corners. And you could go online on their website, Gracie O'Malley's. You could purchase a ticket. It's $20 for general admission or $35 for the show and a drink package. And they always have all you could drink for well drinks, a beer. Or wine, house wine. wine house like wine, that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get a signature Palatini yeah, drink. Yeah, we're working on that. What would it be? I don't know. Because you're a that. vodka guy and I'm a whiskey girl. I'm just a vodka person, yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, so uh, let's uh, take Jim's call um, from Chicago. We love Jim from Chicago. Yes, he wants we do. to talk about the Republican debate. How are you going, Jim? Hi, Dan. Hi, Megan. I was just saying, it's great, it's great to hear Lady B's voice. Oh, that, my that God. Was right? lovely to hear that. We love her. Especially, especially for the holiday seasons. Anyway, I was just going to muse over this debate. Let's start with Ramaswamy. Uh, he, want, he wants to arm Taiwan, give everybody an AR-15. Of course, we've got 24 million in the Americas, so we could probably, do, I don't know how many people are in Taiwan. Easily. But we could probably outfit them with AR-15s. That was a good suggestion. And then, then they went into their presence, which was really strange. Uh, Ralph Samuswami's favorite, besides he believes in every conspiracy theory since he was in eighth grade, and he believes mm-hmm. that Caesar, Caesar was actually killed by, uh, you know, the washroom attendant. I mean, this guy mm-hmm. believes everything. But anyway, uh, he said that, uh, which I didn't know, uh, Thomas Jefferson made the swivel chair. Now, that was one I didn't know about, but he put that out there. And then, uh, Ron DeSantis goes into the Calvin Coolidge was too much. Calvin Coolidge is his best president. Calvin Coolidge. And uh, I think Nikki Haley's was uh, Washington. Like, at least she stayed that script there. But what's strange about their party is they want to stay in 19, from 1920 to about the Depression. Yeah. They right. want to stay in that area. The whole party does. Mm-hmm. I mean, the majority of the party does. Like your vanilla Republican. I mean, these Trump voters are flashed by themselves. I mean, they're in outer space. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way to predict there. You can't predict them. But the vanilla Republican is still stuck from 1920 to 1929. It's fascinating. They want to live in that period. In the meantime, they want to deny uh, the eight-hour work week, mm-hmm. the uh, minimum wage, 
Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, repeal the uh, Affordable Care Act, uh, get rid of abortion, get rid of gay marriage, and go back to 1920, and then let's go back. That's only 100 years ago, Which right? Is, it's comical, Jim, because uh, a lot of people that vote Republican are also beneficiaries of Social Security, Medicare. ACA. So it's like the, you vote against your interest, right? And and you vote for people that that want to gut those things. And Nikki Haley, I think she's. I mean, the funny thing is, no, nobody on that stage last night has any chance of being the nominee because Donald Trump is still polling at fifty, sixty percent. Uh, Nikki Haley, I think, is probably the most probable one, but I don't know if Republicans would vote for a woman at the top of the ticket. I'm not. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure about that. Well, the poll numbers coming in after last night says no. Oh, well, there you go. I, I heard I heard the, the president say in Boston the other night that if Trump was not the candidate, let's say Trump disappeared, that he would consider not running. Yeah, I think I think that Joe Biden he was forced to run because of this Trump. He's yeah. the only one that could beat Donald Trump. Yeah. I, well, yeah, but but he but he but he has, he has to run to, to beat him. I don't care what the circumstances right. are because uh, we all know what uh, what a president. What this lunatic is going to do, and the well, oh my God, I mean, I did, uh, it's just so insane. Well, and yeah. Also, it's like people who are saying like Joe Biden, like there should be somebody else. It's like no, he, Joe Biden is is the nominee. All right, Kennedy, he can try all he wants. Jill Stein can try right. all she wants, but like. Joe Biden is the Democratic nominee because a lot of the uh, filing deadlines to actually be on a primary ticket in particular states has passed. Yeah. So um, I don't. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're, anyway, you guys have a great show. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling in, Jim. You too. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, no, but that's totally true because it's um, uh, Joe Biden is the nominee. You know, right. it's like when you listen to Stephanie Miller. And whenever she has Frangela on and she goes, what's for dinner? And they're like, Joe Biden. <laughs> he, he is our nominee. OK, so you got to get behind Joe. I was like, we need more Demo- Democrats to just fall in line. Right. Like, well, that's it. It's Biden. Well, get behind it. Let's go. So my philosophy is you vote your heart in the primary mm-hmm. and then you fall in line for the general. Right. right. So I voted for Elizabeth Warren when Joe Biden was running. Right. But when Joe Biden was the general like, election, the you top of the ticket. I voted vote. for Joe Biden, right? <laughs> yeah. I would love to see President Warren, but that was not the top of the mm-hmm. ticket for the Democratic Party. And it was Biden or Trump. And Trump lost by like 7 million votes. I just can't believe that the topic of discussion today is that Trump could potentially be president again. Oh. I, I just, I cannot fathom let me, it. Let me, I tell you, um, <laughs> because... Uh, even though Joe Biden won the presidency, um, it it was really, really close. Yes. And he was able to get two major, well, actually four major swing states. Um, so this is how close it is, right? And so in the general, I know that people aren't super excited about Joe Biden. I don't understand why, because he's actually accomplished a lot of things in his first term. And his first term isn't even done yet. Right. More than so, more so than people have done in two terms, right? Right. And um, especially the disastrous previous administration. But so this is how close it is. So Joe Biden won Wisconsin uh, at 49.4%. Donald Trump got 48.8%. That is close. That is close. Pennsylvania, 50% 
for Biden, 48.8%. Again, very close one. <laughs> Georgia, this one's even scarier, 49.5% for Biden, 492 for Trump. Georgia, get out and vote. Well, if they were allowed to, <laughs> yeah, that that's would true. be, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that. Arizona, 49.4% to 49 for Trump. So these are not huge margins, mm-hmm. right? And the fact that Joe Biden was able to flip Georgia and Arizona, that's that's an achievement in and of itself. Right. And uh, Donald Trump won the presidency by 79,000 and some change votes mm-hmm. across four states. Four states were in particular um, Milwaukee, Detroit, uh, uh Philadelphia, where there was voter suppression mm-hmm. that was in total effect. Right. So voter fraud is not a thing. And when it is a thing, it's the Republicans. It's the Republicans. And like it's also zero 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 one percent. Right. And voter fraud has never flipped an election. Voter suppression, however, as we've learned in 2016, actually does. does. So it's it it's not. It's going to be close. And I hate saying that. Mm-hmm. And you already have Trump coming out and saying he specifically naming certain states, telling his supporters to get out there and go to the polling locations and watch what's going on. So he's already starting the intimidation tactics. That's called voter suppression. Exactly. Because if you're scared to go (laughs) vote, you're not going to go vote. That's a thing. That Mm -hmm. is a thing. Um, Lady B, can we take a quick break? Mm -hmm. And we'll come back. It's Driving at Home with Patty Vasquez. uh, But you've got Dan and Meg, so we're sorry in advance. But um, (laughs) call on in and join the conversation. We'll see you in a minute. Hi, everyone. It's Mary Morton, lifelong Chicagoan, filmmaker, activist and advocate, and racial equity consultant. Please join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. right after Out Chicago for my show, Living Out Loud with Mary Morton. We have interviews with people you really want to know and thought-provoking conversations where we want to hear from you. Plus, we have giveaways. So don't miss it. Living Out Loud with Mary Morton, Sundays at 1 p.m. right here on WCPT 820 AM. Alexa, play WCPT. WCPT from TuneIn. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. In your communities in Chicago. On WCPT 820. And hello, hello. Welcome back. It is Driving at Home with Patty Vasquez. Um, she is not here today, so you are stuck with Dan and... Meg. Uh, we have a show on Sundays called A Palatini with Dan and... Meg. Yeah. <laughs> See how easy that is? Um, we were just ter- chatting about uh, the Republican debate, or I would call it the circus that occurred. Cause, I was going like, to say, I don't even think it's called a debate anymore. Like I said, n- none of those people on that stage have any hope of being the, the nominee. But you wanted to chat about... Well, you know, I, w- I was going through, I was checking out the polls today, and there's a few things going back and forth. One had DeSantis that actually gained some traction, which I don't even know how, because he barely even opened up his mouth. Um, hmm. And they had Trump on the one, he went from 63.9, he, he dropped to 65. I mean, he gained, he went to 65. Um, and it's like, how do you how do you even gain when <laughs> you're not even there? Yeah. Like, like how are his supporters... Or people in general going to go with a guy that, that's not even showing up to these things because he's still doing his own town halls and he's doing his he's all, he's all oh, over the place. Yeah, the town town hall. We were right. definitely going to uh, touch on, on that Truth Social, which I've I've been getting a, a couple two three death threats from people <laughs> yeah, on, on Truth Social when I when I post. <laughs> they're, and, they're loving you on there when I troll people. The number on one that. troll. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but the biggest winner that that was coming out of it is Christie, as they're saying that he he jumped from a fifteen point one to a seventeen point seven. I was not really shocked by that yeah. because I think when he 
because Ramaswamy pretty much attacked Nikki Haley. And when Chris Christie came out swinging after that, I, I, I mean, not that I like him or I, I'd ever right. vote for him, yeah. but it was, it was nice that he actually stepped in. I didn't like anybody on this stage. Um, no, I never liked any of them. I do like the fact that uh, Christie literally put Rama Salami, as I call him, <laughs> in his place because yeah. he was going. And, and the fact that they're all going after Nikki Haley. They're terrified of her. Oh, absolutely. And she's also getting a, a ton of new, like, donors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, th- like, millions of dollars. Do- like, th- and they're just terrified that... Th- <laughs> well, she said straight out she's taken DeSantis's donors. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and that's why he's upset about it. And I was like, all right, say la vie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I think the fact that, like, I like the fact that Christy jumped in mm-hmm. because Nikki Haley I don't agree with her politics Correct. in any way shape mm-hmm. or form and I don't trust her to keep her word if she says she's going to do something right. or, you know but Ramasalami is just a, a he's a he's a he's a toddler he's the child version of Donald Trump yeah and I I heard to, or I read today uh, he like made his millions because his mother was in some high ranking position in the medical field mm-hmm. and he invested in a particular prescription drug that did not work at all. But they his mother said that it did, so he invested in it and then made millions oh, of dollars <laughs> and realized that the drug actually in reality did not work. Well, completely yeah. a, a mini so, Trump. <laughs> so when they when they when they label him as an entrepreneur, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Using that very loosely. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like Donald Trump. Your parents your parents made your life. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that one million dollar loan that was actually like ten or twelve million dollar loan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No, but I think that the fact that they're going after her, uh they're scared. Oh, they're absolutely. totally scared. Um but it's it's it, it, there was some really crazy things that were talked about though. Um like Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You know, Rama Salami does not want to fund the Ukrainian war anymore. No. Useless war. He, he seems like he has no idea about foreign policy whatsoever. He has and no I think idea about Nikki, any policy. Yeah. But especially <laughs> when it comes to foreign policy. And I think even in the last debate, I, I feel like Nikki Haley put him in a it put tried to put him in his place about yeah. that. Um, but yeah, he, he, he really thinks that he, he's very well versed in all of this. And he, he's not. Uh, it's totally true. And I think it, it, the only person on that stage, in my opinion, that has any foreign policy experience is Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Christie. Holy yeah. knows. Ron DeSantis. Uh, maybe he buys his high heels in Italy. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, did you like that video I sent you of him walking across the stage? Yes, I did, actually. They're yeah. like little witch's boots. Um, I, 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 I think what I, I think. Rama Salami is going. I think he just wants to be the VP. I think that's what he's, he's doing. trying for any position. He knows position. that Trump is going to win the the primary, mm-hmm. and he just wants to be the VP. Yes, and if he bows to him enough, that eventually, he, when Trump is in there, he'll get some sort of position. If it's not VP, I, I think it's going to be VP. Oof. I don't know. Could you imagine those two? But what's also is like the individuals that have been critical of Donald Trump still say they would vote for him if he was the nominee. That's what I can't get behind because we were watching the one debate together. I think it was a second one. And, you know, I said the same thing. I, I don't agree with anything that Nikki Haley was, you know, all of her policies. Right. But certain things that she was saying, I was like, I, you know, I could get behind this. If it was somebody who was elected, right. um, then we just have to obviously go with it. Mm-hmm. Certain things, um, obviously, when it comes to like gay rights and stuff, you don't want to see any of that be taken away. But 
you could almost trust her when it comes to like I don't know, like a war. Yeah. <laughs> you could trust her. Oh, just or, a war. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Or the fact that she's not going to overthrow our government. Yeah. You know, things like that. But then when they said, you know, if Trump is the front one runner, would you would you vote for him? And she raised her hand and I was like, well, that, there that goes out yeah, the window. Right. Like any of them, they just if any of them had a spine that would actually say like, no, he is not our guy. No matter what, he will not get my vote. Right. Then I could I could fully get behind one of them. But no, I, no. not going to happen. My favorite quote well, from, the, from the debate <clears throat> was um, when we were talking about the donors. Um, so in terms of these donors or uh, what is it? Salam, Rama Salami said in terms of these donors that are supporting. Oh, no. Uh, Nikki Haley said this in terms of these donors that are supporting me, they're just jealous. Haley said they wish they were supporting them. And then after DeSantis and Rama Salami went back after her, she goes, I love all the attention, fellas. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it it takes a woman in the room to put men in their place. That's I think they even asked her, like, are you going to like respond to Rama Swami when he was attacking her? And she she says right out, he's not even worth my time. Yeah. And she stopped there. She had like no response. And that's how you deal with a bully. They're not worth your time. But like when when can we just go back to the days where you had a Republican and you had a Democrat? And you had people in the room that whether they agreed or disagreed, they still somewhat had respect for each other. And it wasn't a circus. People weren't laughing, making jokes, making having memes all over the computer, you know, the next day. And now it, everything is a joke when it comes to our politics. Can we go back it's to like a day where be, I actually respected a Republican? Right. So yeah. now it's like who could be the loudest, most disrespectful bully? And people are like, oh, well, I like that person. He's a bully, you know, he or she is, whatever. Right. And they get behind that. It's like, when can can we go back to the days where there was somewhat, there was people in there with like morals and values, even if we didn't agree on the same topics, that there had some sort of dignity, respect Tom Hartman anything. talks about that. Tom Hartman talks about how his dad was a Republican. Uh, Stephanie Miller talks about how her dad was a Republican. Mm-hmm. And they would be horrified at the state of the Republican right. Party today. And I think that's what I, I love about Liz Cheney. Not that I would ever vote for her, because again, and I think uh, oh, we should talk about that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other night we watched together, and when right. um, she was on Rachel Maddow, and it was like Rachel started off the entire beginning of her show listing everything, and we—I mean, we kind of said it dragged on, but it was like a good point that she listed so many things about. We completely are on two completely like different sides of the spectrum when it comes to this topic, you know, she just listed them all the way down. Um, But when it comes to having the same agreement is we do not want Trump in office again because he will overthrow our government. Yeah, exactly. And everybody needs to get on that same page that we could have these differences. But when it comes to somebody actually like threatening our democracy, we have to be on the same page. Yeah, I agree. Um, Hey, Lady B, can we take a quick break? And when we get back, we'll chat with Sandy from Wisconsin. Yes. Um, and we can't wait to chat with Sandy. Yeah. Um, this is Driving Home with Patty Vasquez. We'll see you all in a moment. Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. And hello, hello. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is Driving Home with Patty Vasquez. This is Dan and Meg. We are not Patty. Um, She is not here today, sadly. 
um, but we are filling in for her. And uh, if you guys want to join the conversation, it is 773-763-9278. We have Sandy on the line um, from Wisconsin. What's on your mind, Sandy? No, I guess I misunderstood. I thought Patty was there. I'm sorry. I wanted to talk to Patty. Oh, no, that's okay. Oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sandy was like, Patty's not here. Uh, screw Megan and Dan. I mean, I feel like that's that's most of Patty's <laughs> listeners at this point. It's like, oh, it's Dan and Meg. All right. Turn the radio Everybody's off. It's like, and hey, we're turning this off. <laughs> I apologize to you guys in advance. Okay. Please <laughs> let everybody know. We are not Patty. We can never be Patty. We're trying. <laughs> well, for most of our efforts. So, anywho, um, thanks for calling in, Sandy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Donald Trump was doing a town hall in Iowa, and he actually got the name of the, the, the city correct, because when he was doing another press conference, he got the name of the city. I think it was like Sioux Falls or Sioux City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he had to, so, so who is cognitively challenged? Is it Joe Biden or Donald Trump? He doesn't know what city he's in. It's definitely Trump, but he likes to point the finger. Yeah. Um, so he was on Sean Hannity, which... You know, you can only imagine. Um, And he was on Sean Hannity the day before the debate that he yet has to go to a single debate. Um, So uh, it was kind of a weird experience watching that. You know, I... Well, I was going to say I have mixed feelings, but I really don't. I have all negative feelings. <laughs> well, that's true. They're not mixed at all. Yeah, they're not, uh-huh. they're not mixed. It's not like I enjoyed well, one part. Multiple times, Don, or, uh, Sean Hannity asked Donald Trump if he would, uh, if reelected, would he abuse his power or break the law to use the government to go after the people? Um, and then he made a comment. He goes, I love this guy. You're not going to be a dictator, are you? And then that's where Donald Trump made that. Well, only on day one. Yeah, he says he said straight right. out. He would not be a dictator except for day one. Yeah. And it's like, well, that, it's never a good, it's it's not a good time for day one or day two. Right. It should never happen. Yeah. And then uh, Trump, I mean, uh, like naturally is bashing Biden throughout the entire thing about his cognitive state, which we talked about he didn't even know what city he was in at one point in iowa um and then he goes uh it's not for me to say but then he went on to suggest that biden doesn't know that he's alive i mean and uh contended he doesn't think the president can physically make it through another term you want to talk about physical capability between (laughs) joe biden and donald trump (laughs) i knew you were going to say that okay so i get it joe biden fell off a bike Right, but, but he fell off he a could, bike. He could ride a bike. <laughs> right. He can also walk down a ramp. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's falling and injuring himself, like, doing work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, again, riding a bike. If we're like... talking about physical capability, I'm going to go with Joe Biden on this one, okay? Because he doesn't eat cheeseburgers every day, yeah. and he doesn't put ketchup on his steak, because, come on, people. Oh, God. Um, it's just bad. <laughs> this is, And then he made a comment about how, uh, I guess during the election, um, uh, because Joe, or Donald Trump was being such a bully and being so mean, and uh, uh, Biden made a comment like, I just want to take him back behind the barn or something or, you know, and mm-hmm. f- f- to fight type thing, you know, like, because that's Joe Biden. Like, he, you know, he wouldn't really do it. We don't condone violence on the Patty Vasquez show. Only but, on the da- Dan and Meg show on Sundays. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Tune out on Sunday. We'll talk about all the violence. Um, but Donald Trump made a comment that if uh, 
if they actually did go back behind and fight, all he would have to do is blow on Biden and the president would fall over. Just a bad choice of words altogether. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, good luck getting your breath to blow on Joe Biden yeah. and make him fall over. Also, he would have decked you in the first place. Exactly. And, and uh, that is a, like a, a term or like whatever that people used to say, like yeah. take you out back behind take the Take you out back, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, Trump wouldn't stand a chance. Now I kind of want to see this. Well, he would have to take his golf cart to the back because it's too far to walk. <laughs> And Joe Biden would have ridden his bike. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm fine. picturing Biden just going right past him on the bike. <laughs> Actually just decking him as he's riding by. <laughs> See you when you get there. And that would be it, yeah. Um, I don't, so the whole, like, uh, everybody, age is an issue mm-hmm. on both sides, right? He's right, 77, yeah. Biden is 80, 81. Wait, so that's actually something that blows my mind, is that when Trump mentions anything about age or anybody that supports Trump mentions anything about age. It's like, you're pretty much the same age. Absolutely. Like, and take the number factor out of it. Like, you're pretty even when it comes to health wise, like all all of those things. Exactly. So, I mean, come on. Also, I love that Lady B's back in here because we can see her head nodding over the monitors when she agrees with us. I'm like, all right, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. (laughs) We're we're, we're doing it. All right. So Patty's going to ask us to come back, I hope. Um, But it's true, though. Age is a thing. So I get it. So Joe Biden is the oldest president to be reelected, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Does he have his, his, his missteps When he speaks and things, great. That's cool. However, when he's sitting in the Oval or at a cabinet meeting, I know that he is surrounding himself with people that know what the hell is going on and what to do. And I always say that if I'm the smartest person in the room, y'all are screwed. I was just going to say, if it's me, we're done for. So I like to surround myself with smarter people, (laughs) like the two in this room right now. Um, But it's, it's, I, I, I don't. I don't question Joe Biden's judgment. I no. don't question his ability to to govern because he's been the most effective president that we've had in quite a while. Right. Um, and I, 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 I just I don't. There, there's I, nothing scary when it comes to right to Biden. He's boring. Yeah, and I, I, and I want a boring which is fine. president. I, want I don't want to wake up every single day and it's like, oh God, he's in the headlines yeah. for what? Like you literally, when you when you look up Trump right now, you pull up all these headlines, it goes all the way down. And it's like, Trump says he will be a dictator only on day one if elected. The next one, Trump declines to rule out abusing power to seek retribution if he returns. And it's like, these are scary headlines. Yeah. And these aren't, these aren't false. These aren't scare tactics. Like this is, this is true. This, these are facts. Yeah. This is something that he said, and it, people should be scared about it. Uh, direct quote from the... Oh, we lost David on the line. Sorry, David. Um, Megan and I just kind of get to talk, and, and even though we talk every day, all day. Um, <laughs> that's why we have no other friends. That's <laughs> we just go back and forth. <laughs> and I, I don't have time for new friends. Uh, direct quote from the town hall. Donald Trump said, I've often said Al Capone, he was one of the greatest of all time, if you like criminals. No, we don't. We don't like criminals. We should not glorify criminals. He was a mob boss, the likes of which Scarface, they call him. And he got indicted once. I got indicted four times, Trump said, and laughter from the crowd because it's cool when somebody running for president is indicted four times. This is the thing. It's like these are not laughing matters, and our president shouldn't be somebody who's been indicted or somebody who's breaking the law, somebody who could possibly serve a term from a prison cell. Like, Uh, what? So four indictments and still facing 
91 charges. <laughs> so who better to lead the Republican Party? Like, my laugh is out of fear. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they laughed about that, yeah. when they laughed when he said he was indicted four times. They're like, also this guy's impeached twice. You forgot that, Donnie. You were impeached twice. Yes, twice. Thank twice you, Nancy impeached. Pelosi, for being, again, the woman in the room to put men in their place. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's not an easy thing to do as a Speaker of the House. Oh, God, no. To impeach a president twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. But it was warranted. Yeah. Twice Something in one term. Needed. And and still people are like, oh, that was just a hoax. <laughs> like, what? No, that, that well, happened. Well, now you got the current Speaker of the House who wants to blur out the faces of folks in the January 6th videos. Oh, my God, Dan. There was actually an article um, that I clicked on because it obviously had to do with uh, Mike Johnson. And there was a video and he, he was talking and he, this is clearly somebody who cannot separate church, church and state, like cannot do it. Oh, absolutely not. Um, but he was talking about how God kept coming to him. I can't. How, how, how God kept coming to him every night and telling him to just wait. It's going to be his turn. It's going to be his turn. And then he finally got it and that God told him that he was going to be like Moses and it was his time to be speaker. Like he, that he's, he's, Mo, he's Moses. God told him. Like this is, this is somebody who is now the speaker of the house who said that God came to him and that he, he, he's, that this, I can't. So I mean, I cannot. you and I were both in, um, uh, Catholic school for quite a while. Yes, I'm Catholic. Went to and, Catholic school my entire life. Like we have, we have faith. I have faith. Absolutely. Um, I also question um, organized religion and the mm-hmm. institution. I th- say this all the time. I think the Catholic Church is the most profitable corporation that doesn't pay taxes. Well, I think any organization should always be challenged and questioned. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's good. But, but the fact this? that the Speaker of the House, who's second in line to the presidency, said that God came to him. Yeah. And that he, he's Moses and parting the Red Sea and all this, like he should immediately be removed from that position just off that statement because he is not mentally like, well, we capable just, of having We can just text, that Mac, text Matt Gates because he got rid of McCarthy. So we can just text Matt Gates and be like, yeah, get rid of Johnson. Yeah, Thank right. God. And I'm saying that deliberate. Thank God they only have a two <laughs> vote majority at this point in time. Um, let's take the call from Paul in Seattle. How's it going, Paul? Oh, there you are. Thanks. Um, yeah, so the mega right wing is a segment of society that, and, and they've probably always been there, that romanticizes lawlessness. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump, yeah, oh, they, yeah, okay, so I'll, I'll give an example. So I, I had a, a, a friend uh, who her daughter needed tutoring for algebra. I'm a teacher, so after school, you know, I was at, at their place, and then um, afterward we'd have dinner, and she rented a room to a college student from Eastern Oregon. Uh, Eastern Oregon is very right wing. Mm-hmm. Now this is a nice, nice, very nice guy. Nice kid. His name was Jake. And so during <laughs> dinner, he started talking about how in, where he comes, which is from the Dows. The Dows is a, a part of Eastern Oregon. Um, that they're, they they think that the the American heroes are are like DB Cooper and Bonnie and Clyde and John Dillinger. And the great American bank robbers is what he said. Oof. And I said, wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute, man. You're 19. This guy was born. <laughs> this was a couple of years ago. So he, he was born in like the year 2000. I said, how do you know 
who D.B. Cooper is are Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> and I, I said, look, man, Bonnie and Clyde, even if you saw the movie, they weren't Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty. <laughs> they were ugly, nasty, rotten, mean people who killed people to take money out of banks right. that you might have put your, 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 your money in. And in those days, there was no protection. There was no, F, you know, there was no FDIC in those days. So yeah. in other words, your money was gone. It was gone, so right. What are you romanticizing about these people who who drove around uh, state to state robbing banks, killing people, and taking your money? Why? And he said, well, they beat the system. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, said, I, I also love the Faye Dunaway reference, too, by the way, because it's <laughs> as a, as a little gay boy. Well, I, mean, I love Faye Dunaway. To, yeah. Uh, so Faye's great, but... I mean, the whole point is, so they beat the system. Right. And remember when Donald Trump, when, uh, when, when Hillary Clinton in the debate said that uh, you don't pay any taxes, and he doesn't. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that might be the good reason is he doesn't have any money. That's why he's yeah, but That's true. He, he said, that's smart. It's smart. Yeah. Well, he said he was he was smart not to pay taxes. That was like he's and more he's so it's because he has to be honest about what money he has in order to pay taxes. That's why he's not oh, paying taxes. Yeah. That's the worst part. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst part is that, and that's why this this uh, this the biggest case that's bothering him the most is this uh, New York fraud case. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. That people will have to know that Donald Trump is nothing. Mm-hmm. He is a poltroon. He's a paper tiger. He's a coward, and he's worthless. Yeah. Well, and that's so when you uh, like see the recaps, like the reporters that are uh, recounting what's happening in the courtroom, mm-hmm. they're all they're all saying that he is not himself in the court. Like he's just sitting there, like smug, because yeah. they're going after his money and his reputation, and <laughs> pointing out that he literally has nothing. And that's why no, he's he just sitting himself. there he, he like himself. a toddler in a corner, right? Uh, because you go after your money or reputation, that's what that's all he has. Which and he's really going to be exposed as that fraud that people like put him up on this pedestal over, oh, he's a great businessman and all of this. And when it comes out that he's he's really not. He's nothing. Yeah. No, uh, he he is being himself. This is who he is. Mm-hmm. He is being himself. Yeah. He's a worthless punk. Yeah. yeah. A, and by the way, my my Republican dad before he died in 2021 of COVID, by the way, mm. because oh, he, I'm so sorry. he kind of uh, bought into the I don't need a vaccination. Uh, but at that time, there was only one available. But yeah. he just thought, "I'll I'll get over it." Uh, you know, Dad. Dad said, oh, "It's a bug. I'll get over it." He didn't seek treatment for a week, and then it was too late. Mm. But, Sorry to hear uh, that. Donald, Donald Trump. Donald, he, he even said he never voted for Donald Trump. He mm-hmm. said, "My dad said that Donald Trump is a punk." Mm-hmm. And I I remember when I was a kid, he told me. Paul, don't hang around with that Danny. I said, why not? He said, he's a punk. He's a hood. I mm-hmm. said, what's that mean, Dad? He said, he's got a chip on his shoulder. I said, what, what, what do you mean? Dad, what does that mean? He said, he said, he thinks that everybody is against him. Mm-hmm. He's a victim. And he's a little punk that thinks that he's got a right to do whatever he wants because everybody's against him. Yeah. And that's Donald Trump. And he said, and that's what Dad said before he died. Donald Trump's a punk. He said he had never vote for him. My the Republican dad, who loved, he actually was a kind of Eisenhower Republican. He, he loved Ronald Reagan, but he said, nah, this guy's not well, anybody. You know, that's interesting, Paul, because uh, my family, who 
I don't think any of them listen to the show. Um, no, they do. And they'll probably, <laughs> well, maybe Patty's, but definitely not mine or ours. But like the, uh, my family was largely uh, blue collar Democrat growing up, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. It, I don't know if it was once Hillary came in or once Barack Obama got elected, something just broke in their brain and then they just became ultra right MAGA supporting. So I don't know if it was a black man as president or a woman say, trying to be the woman elected the, as a president. Yeah. And Hillary Clinton had a lot of political baggage. I mean, oh, I, right. I, it, yeah. she was also like the most qualified person to ever run for president, but like she had a lot of political baggage. <laughs> but it's weird to your point, like your father was like, I would never vote for Trump. And then my family who my voted dad, for Democrat. Vote, my dad voted for Barack Obama. Twice. Yeah, see? And I didn't, I, I didn't vote for Barack Obama the first time I voted for him the second time. Because I used to be a Republican. And now I'm, yeah, used well, to be. Now I'm as far left as you can get. <laughs> yeah, right. um, so, well, I, you know, I'm sorry that don't, don't, don't go, don't go, you know, it's like, it's kind of like reformed smokers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's the worst thing. That, and everything should be illegal now because I was addicted to cigarettes. And, uh, right. you know, so let's all stay kind of. Uh, no, totally. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am an yeah. unapologetic former Republican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believed okay, what well, I believed. Well, and then I saw the light. You saw now, the light and you, you now I'm, changed that. I'm a Democratic socialist. <laughs> well, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Republican isn't the same. It, Republican hasn't been the same. True. Really, for quite a long time. Right. Yes. I, I would say that Republican um, probably. I mean, Newt, the Newt Gingrich era. Remember oh, the contract yeah. on America? Uh-huh. That's where it changed. My he was, Newt Gingrich is the one who changed America to uh, this this uh, divisiveness. That and that's the way Newt Gingrich thought that uh, was the way to, to to win majorities, and it worked for a while. Um, but they have failed um, in terms of governance. Yeah, the Republicans since the Newt Gingrich era have completely failed. And by the way. Bill Clinton totally outmaneuvered Newt Gingrich. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, George W. George W. Bush was a failure, yeah. and Barack Obama totally outmaneuvered uh, even even the Tea Party uh, when he was backed down with the Congress. What we have to realize is that if you want if you want to vote for a Barack Obama or Joe Biden, you have to give him a Congress that will work for him. Right. 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 And mind you, Newt Gingrich the was thing. the he party of Newt Gingrich. He can't the, do it by himself because the Constitution says it's not about ideology. It's about powers of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And the president must work with the powers of Congress. And supposedly, so shall the courts. Well, I was going to yeah. say, we have three branches of government. Uh, also, Newt Gingrich, the party of family values, who also divorced his wife while she was dying of cancer. Yeah, for his mistress. So there you go. Um, yeah. Paul, thanks for calling him. We got to go to a break because um, Lady B is giving you, me the finger here right now. So we got to go that and then uh, the we'll come one. back. No, not the bad <laughs> finger. She's just pointing at me saying we got to go to a break. Um, we'll be back. This is Driving Home with Patty Vasquez and uh, we'll see you all in a minute. Because facts matter. You are listening to WCPT 820. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer. An all-natural, grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. Percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Buy yours at Beer on the Wall, Arlington Heights, Woodman's in Bloomingdale, Kenwood Liquors in Homer Glen, and more to come. Must be 21. Please drink responsibly. 
<laughs> and hello, everybody. Sorry, Lady B and I are just chatting here. And uh, we do want to say, Meg and I are so excited that Lady B is back uh, here in the station uh, because we love Lady B and she is the glue that holds this place together. She is really helping us out over here. <laughs> love Lady B. Um, so uh, we did have some cool calls. Uh, Jim from Chicago, who we love. Oh, we love him. And he Paul can call from in Seattle. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, 773-763-9278. This is Driving at Home with Patty Vasquez. Um, Patty's not here, so you get Dan and... Meg. Sorry in advance. Um, <laughs> I did want to just close that my, my notes here. Uh, so in closing of Donald Trump's town hall with Sean Hannity... In Iowa, he made a comment and he said, Iowa represents this country more than any place, which I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> and it also represents tradition. When you think of Iowa, you think of farms and politics. When you do think we? of America, do you think of farms and politics? I don't understand why the Iowa caucus gets such recognition like for like they have to be the first and they're going to be the one who determines who the primary um, or the winner of the primary is going to be. I don't get I don't get that. No. Right. It's a caucus. And if you've ever been to a caucus, I have not. No. But it's kind of it's kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes, and we're going to keep it that way. So when you think of Iowa farms and politics and we're going to keep it that way. OK, because you always go, OK. And he does a hand thing, you know, with his, with his tiny hands. Like, everybody's just going to listen. But it's like, he's going to say the same thing in Pennsylvania when it's like, uh, when you think of Pennsylvania, it's manufacturing and politics. Mm-hmm. When you think of Michigan, it's the auto industry and politics. When you think of Hawaii, it's tourism and politics. When you think of Texas, it's oil and politics. New York, New York's never going to vote for him. But, um, <laughs> but like, it, it, he's it literally... This is why he keeps going up in the polls, because he's going to these states and he's just basically like, oh, yeah, you guys are the best state in the world. And that's it. Right. And like everybody knows that, like, there's not a whole lot going on in Iowa. Like, What's so great about Iowa? I mean, I'm not I'll dissing what, Iowa, Iowa, but it's just not like. Iowa was the first like... state to actually put uh, gay marriage on the on the books. All right, then no, so that, I'll put in my pocket for that. You know, <laughs> so they did something. But I also don't think that they represent the majority of Americans. They don't. Yeah. Um we digress. Anywho, <laughs> Judy what? from Niles is on the line. Hey, Judy. Just wants to hi. say hi, Judy. How are you? Hi, how are you? I just wanted to say hello. I actually can't hear you. I've been listening to better on the phone because, you know, once the sun goes down, you lose oh, a great yeah, portion we do. of us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you just have to stay I, on know, the show like, the whole rest of the time so then you could hear it. <laughs> I, I, heard, I can hear about the first half hour. But uh, somebody was on the other day, uh, I don't remember which, uh, maybe Tom Skilling, because he'd be one of those people that would know stuff like that, that the actual sunset will start to move back, like now. We aren't out of that, it's only seconds, we aren't out of that time, time slot yet, but there's less seconds now today and tomorrow and they'll start. Oh, really? So maybe I'll get a minute or two more. You know, okay. I, I turn the radio in every direction. I go in different parts of the house. You know, maybe I'm thinking of standing outside with a coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that one. I would be there next to you doing that. I will help you. I, I do was going to say I could help you. Um, no, Patty yeah, did well, say I, also you with the colder. Could. You're taller than me. Anybody's taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Patty I'm said five, what the... Co- I was five feet. Now they keep telling me and now that I'm older that I'm shrinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like I'm not shrinking. I'm just more relaxed. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you still sound fabulous, no, Judy. No, I'm really probably pretty shrinking. I just wanted to say you're doing well. Oh, well, thank, thank you very you. much. What... That, that lovely half an hour that I got to hear you well. Yeah, well, I mean, you can get us on the, on. Uh, you can stream it online also. Oh, Lady B didn't tell you about me. I am the biggest Luddite you have ever met. Oh, so you're like <laughs> Jim from I Chicago. The- you don't do technology. <laughs> that's why she said she's going to stand really outside with the hanger. Hard. Right. Yeah, see, the hanger. That's, that's the extent of my technology. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember, well, I was born in 1940, so our first TV was when I was, well, my grandma lived in the same building, like that used to be the way people lived. And she got a TV when I was in third grade, you know, and you oh, had wow. to have the, you didn't even have the rabbit ears yet. I mean, that even improved right. it. What? <laughs> hey, Judy. So, you know, I've, I've been around since the original Cooper Friend and Ali and... Hey, Judy. <laughs> Judy, uh, this is Matt Cummings. I'm the operations manager here. I just wanted to let you know that um, at 8 p.m. to 6 a.m., WCPT simulcasts on 1240 a.m. Uh, WSBC, and that is a cleaner signal. And so hopefully you should now, try that. Now, when does that come in? That starts at 8 p.m. until 6 a.m. Well, super. I got it in the middle of the night. I've been listening to hmm. the parts of, of yeah. It Bethany does not help I this show. So I'm sorry, Dan and Meg, but it's actually Patty's show. Yes, but okay. But <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, thanks, Matt. You're welcome. <laughs> but I, I have found it. I, I was, you know, I, I'm old. We don't sleep all that well. We wake up. Well, and Judy, so uh, would, you should tune into our show 8 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, called Apolitini with Dan and Meg, and we end each show with a little cocktail recipe to start your Sunday. Yes. Oh, I have the radio on and off and on and off and on and off, you know, a yeah. good deal of time. Oh, my God, call in on a Sunday. Do, We'd love to chat with you. I I do other things. I can pair socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I have We've a box. We've been trying to get our Christmas tree up. I have a box of mismatched socks that you could totally come and <laughs> Yeah, I'll oh, be sending mine am, over, Judy. I am Thank good you. at that. <laughs> oh, my that God, Judy. My, and you I, are, I fold them in. You are one yeah. of our favorite new callers. Yes, now, absolutely. <laughs> Please call in on Sunday. We would love to chat with you again. And honestly, we can talk about whatever you want, clearly. <laughs> I was going to say, any, to- any topic, you name it, we'll, well talk I about have, it. I have, listen, I've got 80 years of experience here. <laughs> we, could, we could hit any kind of a topic. That would be amazing, actually. Um, I was going to say, I just want to hear all your story, stories. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, no, my God, this is so great. Thank you so much for calling in, Judy. We really appreciate it. Well, that's how that's how I got started at this. And I, I'm one of those people that don't like the picture taken or microphones in their face. And I ended up on Patty's show for my birthday two years ago. It's a great big microphone. <laughs> oh my God! You were here. Uh, you were I here. Was. Oh really? Patty was so nice to me because I, I, I don't really care a lot about my birthdays in my eighties, but the, all of a sudden I thought, my God, I haven't had to you know anything for a birthday. I was really feeling a little sorry for myself, and she said, "Come in." And I, I was, you know, the elf lady B. I really did. 
know what I was doing. Lady V is shaking her head yes. Absolutely. She does know this. Also, I want to point out that you... I found out Lady B's birthday is close to mine, so mm-hmm. I, I brought her something, too, and met Lady B. So it was, I, it was the greatest birthday of my whole life. I wanted to say, like, you also called in, like, not wanting to talk about anything. You just wanted to talk to Lady B. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I love Lady B. Because it's her first day back. I I found out there is something I can do. Talk. Oh, my God. When is your birthday? Yeah, I was just going to say. When's your birthday? March 4th. March 4th? Well, you know what? You can come on to our show if you want. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's make this a year. We'll, even, oh, we'll even pick you up. I'm getting my husband up at that hour. We'll oh, pick you up. Yeah, we'll pick you up. It'll be fine. Then we'll, we'll get, pick you up, we'll bring you in, afterwards. then we'll get brunch. Yeah, yeah I'll drop you off. Great. Oh, uh, Judy, this was really cool. Thank you so much for calling in and for checking in on Lady B. That's really awesome. Oh, I just love her. Oh, we love her, too. Yeah, she's amazing. All right, you have a good rest of your night. Uh, and uh, we've got, Bo- oh, wait, we have to do a break, right? Yeah. Okay, yes, we got to go to break, and then we're going to talk to Bob when we get back. This is Driving Home with Patty Vasquez with uh, Dan and Meg. Meg. Hey, Google, play WCPT. Streaming Chicago's progressive talk from TuneIn. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught. And hello, hello. Happy Thursday, everybody. Um, It is six o'clock on a Thursday. Uh, This is Driving Home with Patty Vasquez, but you have Dan and Meg. We have a show on Sundays called Apolitini. Tune in 8 to 9 a.m. here on WCPT. Um, I would like to point out that Judy, who we are now madly in love with um, <laughs> our new bestie called in during the break just to talk to lady b and ask her to go with to the birthday celebration brunch that we just <laughs> I pre- love planned that. on the air so, so yes we are going to celebrate judy and lady b so thanks judy for calling back in and including lady b and i'm just hoping that judy is not outside with a hanger and her, her radio right now oh man i hope that she's actually it able is gonna to get listen kind of chilly yeah yes. uh-huh. um Anywho, so <laughs> this is Driving Home with Patty Vasquez. Uh, we have Bob on the line. Uh, Bob, how's it going? Yeah, well, I thought I'd give you a call. I listen to you guys through the Internet because I'm in San Jose, California, and you're quite a distance away. Yeah, oh, very uh, just a nice. little bit. But, but, I, but I, I happen to have a good friend who you know very likely. His first name is Jim, and I won't reveal the rest. But he's the transmitter engineer for you guys. And AM radio is especially set up with rules by the FCC about when daylight uh, operation is allowed and when nighttime operation is allowed. And uh, there's a table in the FCC rules, and I think it's multiples of 15 minutes. Okay. When when daylight stations have to, daytime only stations have to go off the air, or when they can come on the air, depending on morning or evening. And also, uh, when stations that are using directional patterns day and night have to change patterns. So a signal could disappear even though the station hasn't really gone off the air. And uh, Jim can explain that to you. Yeah, there's a whole lot of technology involved in this, making the switches happen relatively transparent to everybody except, except the audience where a station suddenly disappears. But I believe the times are all multiples of 15 minutes. So, you know, it's either on the hour or on the fifth or quarter after or half after 
whatever, but it's a very, uh, it's relatively well defined. And most stations have, have have fairly accurate timers within the stations, so they hit the they hit those times pretty accurately. You learn something new every day. Yeah, yeah you well, do. The thing, I... is, the thing is, see if the. It, it, it all has to do with the ionosphere and the sun. And as the sun goes down, the ionosphere changes. And at night, it's very reflective of radio signals. And so there are stations that at night can be heard almost all over the country. Uh, one, of the, one of the more famous ones is WSM from Nashville with the uh, Grand Ole Opry. They're, they're a clear channel station, and they go all over uh, you know, at night during mm-hmm. the daytime, you can't hear them except in the Nashville area. But at night, they're they're on half the country at least. And Chicago has a couple of those clear channel stations also. Literally, clear channel means there's no other station on that frequency. Uh, I, I think you've got two of them at least. <laughs> well, thank you very uh, much for sharing that with oh, yeah. with us. I oh, actually, no, uh, this is, but I would recommend many people can can still stream through the internet mm-hmm. and that's how I listen to you guys all the way because there's no WCPT out here in the Bay Area. Yeah. Right. There's a Pacifica station, KPFA, the first listener sponsored station ever, you know, to my knowledge. But there is not an equivalent to WCPT. So Which I, and I stream I, it through the internet. I notice that whenever I'm driving up, like, because I go to Wisconsin quite a bit and it's like once you get past Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, the signal instantly. A20 is like, nope, we don't want progressive talk radio at this point. <laughs> it's not well, a thing. Actually there's, actually, there's other things going on. If you go back into the dawn of time, the first radio stations put up a single tower and, and so equal signal in all directions. The later stations that wanted to get on the air had to protect the earlier ones, and so they have directional antennas. But think of the direction not as the strength where it is, but where the where the weak signal is. They have to point nulls at other stations to protect them. Mm-hmm. And so you end up with multiple towers and, and quite critical electronics to make this happen. And, uh, you know, to aim the nulls at the stations you have to protect. And uh, I knew nothing that's, about this. That's, there's serious technology in making all this happen. Trust me, Jim can explain it to you, but yeah, but it's it's pretty complex. And I say I'm in television. I worked in FM radio and television more than AM. But it, but I can tell you that in all cases, the folks around the transmitters are very familiar with those FCC rules. They're, because hmm. that's, nasty things can happen if you break the rules. Yeah. They can, well, they can they can they can put you in the headlines in a bad way. Well, Bob, I'm just happy that the conversation went this way because as soon as you said FCC, I was like, what came out of my mouth or dance? That's why I'm like, oh, Caddy's going to be so <laughs> yeah, mad at I was us. Like, this is bad. He is calling in from California about FCC rules. We did something. <laughs> and then you started talking about the lines or wherever that went, and I'm just very happy. Well, We're glad you're not I, shutting Patty's show to, down. I I have to tell you that Jim and I met in a totally different context. Oh, really? He, he and his wife do antiques on uh, 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 antique shows. And, and Dan my loves wife and I went to an antique antique show, and he saw me with two pagers on my belt, and said, "You're not a doctor. Doctors don't carry two pagers. What are you?" <laughs> and I pointed to one and gave call letters, and I pointed to the other one and said, "This is guaranteed delivery email." And he goes, "Wow!" Oh and that's God. when I found out he was a radio engineer, and he and he has other other folks covering for him. Because he was out here in San Mateo, Jim. Jim really quite like, an experience to meet to meet another broadcast engineer because we're like unicorns. They're, they're in the Bay Area. There's maybe twenty of us. 
Okay. And it's, uh, in your area, probably about the same. You know, not very many of us around, even it though there's a lot gym, of people. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Uh, when so, we were talk, talking to him about like electronics and stuff, he's like, "You'd be shocked at what I actually do for did for yeah, a but living." But he won't touch a smartphone. But he does. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It, is, it is our favorite well, gym. We have to be. I'll tell you, as broadcast engineers, we have to be general practitioners of electronics, and we also have to be psychologists. And we have to because we end up we end up in the middle. I'll, I'll give you a brief story. I was chief engineer of a TV station here in San Jose for a couple of years. And we had a, almost a civil war happening among the staff about the break room. We had a restaurant-style coffee maker, and people would make a pot of coffee. But there was one school of thought that the envelope of, of pre-ground measured coffee was just right. The other school of thought was, no, no, a pack and a half was right. <laughs> and so they, they, they almost came to blows at times. <laughs> oh, no, it's killer coffee. Oh, no, it's wimp coffee. And so I went to a trophy shop, had some labels made, engraved. So one side said killer, the other side said wimp with a chain. So you could put it around the neck of the coffee pot. Because these are glass restaurant-style serving pots. Mm-hmm. And so you could put killer or wimp uh, so that people would know which kind of coffee it was. Oh, man. <laughs> love that. I love that. That's that is the... As a broadcast engineer, you get to solve problems like that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I love that. Otherwise, there's there's dissension among the staff, and people are people are almost coming to blows about this because of you know one swallow of the wrong kind of coffee and they're the, the furious. Well, I'm going <laughs> a pack and a half, and I'm going to go pour this. a cup right now. Yeah, right. Uh. <laughs> also, <laughs> thank the, you anyway. This any, this yeah, and Bob, next time you're in Chicago, uh, look us up. We'll we'll get we'll get brunch with Judy and Lady B and <laughs> Jim, and we'll go Our buy group some. Is growing. We'll go buy some antiques. Absolutely. Uh, we're, Thanks for calling in, Bob. Really appreciate it. Talk to Jim, and you'll find out a whole lot. Absolutely. Definitely will. Okay, cool. And uh, uh, feel free to listen to us on Sunday or call in on Sunday. We'll love to chat with you again. All right. I listen regularly. Oh, great. Thank you. I'm I'm involuntarily retired. Okay. Uh, But I can tell you, if there was an earthquake around here, you'd have to chain me down. I'm heading for one of the local stations. There it is. (laughs) All right, Bob. You have a good rest of your night. Uh, We're going to go to a break here. We'll be back here with uh, Driving Home Patty Vasquez in a moment. WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk, where facts matter. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. And welcome back. It is Driving Home with Patty Vasquez. Although Patty will not be taking your calls if you call in. You get Dan and Meg. Yeah. 773-763-9278. We've had some really cool callers uh, uh, so far. Uh, group feel is growing. F- I know. Feel free to join the conversation. Um, we love Patty. We, we're sad when she can't be on the air, but we're happy to, to uh, fill in. And we have the fabulous Lady B making it look like we know what we're doing here. Um, so, Meg, I wanted to chat about, um, there seems to be... I don't really want to chat, chat with you, but go ahead. Uh, that was going to be a weird... <laughs> remainder of the hour um there seems to be kind of sort of a mass exodus out of the house of representatives on the republican side whether you voluntarily remove yourself or you are forcibly removed which i'm fine with this right so what are your thoughts on how that actually impacts the already slim majority that they had 
Well, I'm trying to figure out. So obviously it was Santos. Mm-hmm. He was expelled. Yeah. And then you have McCarthy that turned around and he resigned, which I was kind of, well, not resigned. He's retiring. He's leaving at the, at the end of the year. He's not finishing his term. Yeah. yeah. But so he, he's quitting but his he's, job. Exactly. But yeah. I guess nobody could see my air quote. He's retiring in his yeah. words, uh-huh. which I love how he's like, we will not quit. I will not quit. And then it's like, man, I'm quitting. And I'm out. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what is behind this. I think it, I think there's part, always something. Well, so I, I don't know who actually said it, but it was um, somebody said that like, the 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 worst job is to be the former speaker of the house. Oh, I could only imagine. Um, so I get that, unless you're Nancy Pelosi, because Nancy's a boss, and right. no, nobody messes with Nancy. But I also feel like this was like a a last minute like f you to Mike Republicans, and Republicans or just Republicans in general, in general right? Yeah. Who voted to kick yeah. to remove him from his speakership? But now he's going to make it ten times harder for Mike Johnson. And then it's Which be, I think that's the ultimate F you to yeah. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then it's going to be like a ha ha. But I'm trying to figure out who. So Santos, I have a feeling because obviously Santos's seat is going to be filled. Who are you thinking is going to take it? Because I'm. Well, so. So, uh, oh God, when they and I also think that McCarthy is calculated in his way. So when congressional seats become available mm-hmm. in certain states, the governor can't just appoint which if it was a senator, the governor could appoint, could appoint somebody in that. But congressionally, it, they have to uh, do a special election. Mm-hmm. And George Santos, I do think, can flip to That's a Democratic I seat. I don't think that Kevin McCarthy's seat so. will flip to a Democrat. I don't. So I was thinking that it will be just a very slim majority of one because I was like that seat. Well, but the other, I really think Santos is going to go Democrat. Uh, the other I thing see. is if Gavin Newsom, the governor of California... Mm-hmm waits for the special election Mm -hmm. that's a vacant seat and so then democrats have you know republicans have one less seat when they're trying to push things through and i think that would be calculated and i mean for anybody that's trying to say that gavin newsom if he does that is being a a a psycho mitch mcconnell held a supreme court nominee for a very long time so it is not unheard of where did mitch go i don't know He's probably in his shell, in his turtle shell. I'm not, you know. Oh, come on. Everyone is thinking that. Um, <laughs> he's just sitting there frozen. We hope that Time. he's fine and well and, you know, but yeah. But no, he's been really out of the, out of the cameras for yeah. quite a bit. Um, I'm going to go look for him. <laughs> I have questions. All right. So after the show, we're going to Washington. <laughs> he was perfectly fine. Um, at least everybody said that. And then out of nowhere, he's just gone. But it gets to the point where, so right now they're at a two vote uh, majority. Or will be, yeah. Um, and if DeSantis or uh, DeSantis, sorry, Santos um, loses or if, like if that seat goes Democrat, that's then where my it head's really at. Could just is be going to. It's going to be a one seat, a one vote majority, mm-hmm. which is going to make that that one Republican the most powerful person in the House of Representatives, right? Kind of like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. They were the two most powerful people in the Senate. Because we had such a slim majority. Which I don't like when somebody has that much power. I agree completely. But I think, I'm thinking that then maybe they will be more like bipartisan when it comes to things. Well, they're going to have to be. Yeah. Um, otherwise, nothing's going to get passed. Right. Um, oh, I feel like nothing's getting passed now. 
<laughs> well, that's true. Well, literally act- nothing is happening. They're actually not doing their jobs as we speak. No. So, yeah. It is just a bunch of bickering back and forth, but nothing is getting done yeah. when it comes to them. It's, uh, I don't know. Um, the bottom line, uh, Senator, or no, not Senator, Congress, or Representative Eric Burleson uh, from Missouri, I think. Um, basically, it was just like, uh, that puts the House even more at a mercy of uncontrollable factors. It means members have to be here to, like, show up to work. Yeah. Are they even going to um, show up? Or what Santos said, when they do show up, they're always drunk. And it's like, yeah. uh-huh. this is what our Well, I don't did. really believe whatever he's, but yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we can't have sicknesses or illnesses, because then if they're not there, the, right. their vote, you know. It doesn't count. And it goes, bottom line, hopefully there's no one else that steps down. <laughs> But there's, I think there's like 36 members of Congress that are not going to be returning or have chosen to not run for re-election. I'm okay with this. We I'm need some fresh people that. in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think we are going to lose the Senate. Yeah. So we need to at least have the House. Right. Um, so Joe Manchin, thank you for that. And then um, uh, Bob Menendez. Uh, would be like he needs yeah. to resign or be primaried. Matt was in here so earlier. Say and, resign? I don't, I don't see or that. be primaried, but I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna. I don't know how it's gonna work. But it, it, the, the fact of the matter is, I do think that McCarthy. This was calculated. Oh, absolutely. Because he got his you-know-what handed to him Mm -hmm. by a slim group of Republicans. (laughs) And Democrats were like, oh, yeah, we'll jump on this. Right. (laughs) Because why not? If you're doing it, okay, cool. I just, when his going away speech, when he's like, no matter the odds or personal costs, we did the right thing. Yeah, that's But did you? Did you? No, you didn't. You didn't, Kevy. You didn't. People stormed our Capitol and you didn't even have the spine to to condemn it. Right. That's, I mean, it, but also it was like uh, when he was talking to somebody, I think it, maybe Nikki Haley, I don't know. He, he was talking to somebody um, after the January 6th and he was like, we're going to condemn it. We're Liz Cheney. Do it. Oh, Liz Cheney. He was Sorry. Talk- yes. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, literally yeah. talking to her and she, she walked out of the office and apparently it was, but prior to that, Jim Jordan was in there. Yeah. And he did not say the same story. thing. It Completely like, different story. So, and that's what Kevin <laughs> McCarthy was. That's why. He, that's why Democrats um, actually voted to remove him right. because Democrats helped him continue funding the government. Mm-hmm. And then the very next day, he's on all the media, all his news stations, basically saying Democrats tried, like, didn't. Yeah. And it's like no. And so they were like, "Yeah, that's cool, dude. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Won't, won't get any of our support. No, right? Exactly." <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's, uh, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to miss him. I, goodbye. Have fun. Goodbye. McCarthy. He's probably going to, uh, Mar-a-Lago to help that's Donald Trump eat his dinner. That's probably with Trump all the time. It's, he's going to have a job over there. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, Lady B, do we have time for a call or do yes. we have to go to break? Okay. Uh, let's do, uh, Eduardo from Florida. Hey, Eduardo. Good evening. Yeah, a couple of things. You know, I was kind of hoping this would have been a good ratings on TMZ uh, or on the Internet is for Laura and Hardy to grab each other and they would have just fallen on top of the uh, panelist table. <laughs> I think that would have been great. I, I would have been here for that. Because <laughs> the ratings were so low. I mean, that that would have been a good rating booster right there. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, uh, yeah. I felt sorry. I felt sorry for... Um, <laughs> 
for DeSantis and um, I already forgot her name. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Well, that's okay. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say right. I mean, we can probably forget all of their names because yeah. they're all in, okay irrelevant this. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Let me mention uh, quickly, this this might be a story, uh, but uh, Mr. Maduro wants to move on uh, the next door neighbor, uh, Jim Jones land, Guyana. Um, there's a U.S. training over there for now. Uh, Brazil's trying to do play referee, so... We'll see what happens. Exxon is right there, too, with their oil. So this oh, is all of about course, oil. Of course. of course they are. Yeah. yeah. What else could it be, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, isn't the start of everything oil? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. And we don't care what happens to other countries that we... Yeah, right. So it, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Well, thanks, Eduardo. Thanks for calling in. All right. You guys, yeah. Uh, yeah. You yeah. have a good, good rest uh, of your you evening. Sunday, yep. Yep. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Have cool. a good one. Um I I don't want to push Roosevelt into a break. I was gonna though. say we do have to so let's break do right a break now. because we love talking to Roosevelt. So uh we're gonna do a quick break here. It is driving at home with Patty Vasquez with Dan and Meg, and uh, we'll be back in a moment. This is WCPT eight twenty, where facts matter. Hi folks, I'm Kirk Bankstead from the Monaco Brewing Company and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit and lime-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of each can sold goes to reproductive rights groups in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Provisions Uptown Chicago and R&J Wine and Spirits in Glenview as well as Eastside Cafe, Coffee and Wine Bar in East Dundee where Kate is serving up smiles and drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. In your communities in Chicago. On WCPT 820. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It is Thursday, Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. Uh, You have Dan and Meg here with you all. If you want to join the conversation, we've touched on pretty much all of the topics. 773-763-9278. Let's take Roosevelt from Chicago. How's it going, my friend? Thank you for taking my call, guys. Anytime. Hi. First of all, I may not call every Sunday, but I always listen to the show. We we really appreciate that. Thank you. You guys make a great team. Thank you. And, uh, well, here's the thing I wanted to talk a little bit about the debate, if you want to call it that. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and, but first I want to talk about Trump and religion. Now, we all know how he got elected. I mean, all the stars were lined up for him. Uh, Russia helped him. The Catholics, I'm Catholic myself. Mm-hmm. The Catholics, the evangelists. And that's that's where I'm heading. Uh a lot of these people that follow Trump say that he's basically the right hand of Jesus Christ, that he's, uh, you know, he's going to fix everything, you know. And uh, the thing I can't understand is how do they, how do these people just bypass everything else? And here's my question to you guys. You guys are smart people. Yeah, well, that's subjective. I, okay. I, I, I often wondered it, was it like this when Franco in Spain? In other words, did the people, is there anything in history or any, any book or books that say, oh, yeah, the religious people really followed Franco, really followed Mussolini in Italy, 
and really followed uh, the, um, Hitler because that's that's the one thing this guy needed a lot of the votes from the evangelists and from the, the Catholics. So do you guys do you guys know of anything that that you know within history? Because you know, uh, as far as Hitler, that they have a big uh, religious following or. How was it? Because this guy is unbelievable how this guy can conquer and twist the minds of people that are basically religious and twist the minds, come to think of it, of the Republican Party because they were constitutionalists. Right. They followed the Constitution. I, I, I think. Let me just say one more thing. Okay. So, so they followed the Constitution and they preserve, in other words, the conservatives preserve. What 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 is uh, what the forefathers uh, uh, wrote, which is the Constitution? That's the thing I can't understand. And since I'm heading in that direction, also Reagan, because they voted in the opposite of Reagan. Reagan was against Russia, and 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 Reagan. Uh, uh, a lot of Democrats voted for Reagan also. But that's my point. Everything is the opposite of what they so-called have been uh, saying for 30, 40 years that they're going to follow the Constitution, the you know, Supreme Court, and, and, and the religion, and all this. So what do you guys think about what I said? So I think uh, when you're talking about Hitler, um, uh, I'm, just, I'm actually just looking up something right now. Um, the... I think that was more of an anti-religion movement for Hitler, right? Yeah, because so you was, figure they killed Catholics, they killed everybody. That uh, yeah, so I don't think religion was a piece of that at all. Um, what I do think, and I'm look, I looked it up. So, uh, in 1984, uh, Reagan won every state except for Minnesota. So um, that's that's quite the sweep, uh, and that was definitely a like Republicans try to frame themselves as being the uh the moral front right mm -hmm. the the but um evangelicals fall in line so i always say vote your heart in the primary but fall in line for the general mm -hmm. evangelicals always fall in line and vote for the republican mo mo not not everyone but right. you know, yeah majority um and what what are they looking like abortion like like not uh, transgender, like that. That's what they're voting on, and also Supreme Court justice nominees, which they voted for the most sinful. Well, maybe not the most sinful president. JFK was not as innocent as you know, but he was Catholic. Um, but uh, evangelicals want the Supreme Court, or they want their views. They want that to be. And, and Donald Trump, who is probably allegedly paid for plenty of abortions on his own, mm -hmm. got to appoint three Supreme Court nominees that then the Dobbs decision overturned Roe v. Wade. And now abortion is illegal in several states across the country. So... It, it also goes into the separation of church and state. Why are people voting based on their religion? Why are politicians voting or running and, and campaigning on religion. their religion? Mm -hmm. Right. And I also say, and I'll let you chat in a minute result. Like it, uh, it's, it's, it's hypocrisy when it's like, we have the freedom of persecution of religion in this country, but just not your religion. It's just my religion. My religion, Right. Like if you're a Muslim, no, not a thing. Mm -hmm. It's it, but Christianity or evangelicals, they seem to have 
have the floor in terms of speaking out and all of that, Mm -hmm. right? Would you agree with that result? Absolutely. On everything you said, on everything you said. But, but so basically when they were putting their, uh, uh, their agenda through the years, they're basically, it wasn't true. It's just the fact that they wanted to, uh, they wanted power. Yeah. So mm-hmm. power at any cost. And they, and they, and, and they sold themselves. And let, I'm going to hit all these different subjects, these little subjects. And let's look at uh, the NRA and uh, gun reform, gun control, like Patty says, gun control. Scalise, you would have thought he got shot. He you literally know? got shot. <laughs> and then yeah. voted against gun reform. <laughs> but, that, but, but, but guys, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, it's, the total opposite of what they've been saying for for 30, 40 years. Uh, and I would have thought, never, never, if you would have told me in, uh, 30, 40 years ago, there's going to be a guy that's going to be elected uh, president, and he's going to be the opposite of Reagan. Yeah. And that's precisely my point. Saint, they made him a saint, basically. Well, Reagan saint would Reagan. be a liberal in today's Republican Party. Pretty much, yeah. 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 And, and, and now that we've covered all that, let me just say one thing about the debate. Have you ever seen two candidates going at each other that are of the same background, such as, uh, well, I can't pronounce it. Ram- I call him Rama Salami. Yeah, Rama Salami. Okay. And, and, and um, oh, I can't think of the lady's name, the, the governor. The Haley. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Yeah. Haley. Have you ever seen any anybody like that going at each other? as candidates for presidency or for, for, for Senate or for, for anything of the same background. I mean, it, to me, the way I assess it is the fact that Swami Rami, whatever his name is, That's actually pretty good. With, I think he's got a problem with women in general. I I would, it does that seem that way. Misogyny to runs me. rampant through the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, and now, <laughs> that, now that I'm thinking of it, you, you had two candidates that also ran that were of Cuban descent. The Cuban background, and that's uh, Rubio and Cruz. They never went at each other like that. No. But I, I, I mean, this is it, it's down ugly that you had Christie, Chris Christie, uh, standing up for her. You know, so that's what I said. I it, mean, it was a shock when he he stepped in and was like, "Well, he, you know, go I, ahead. Let me just say, I, you know, why I said that maybe he's got a problem with women is the the way." I don't know. I, there's something about the way he, he, this anger he's got towards her. But you would think that somebody of the same background, the same, uh, I don't know if it's religion, but the same background, both of them are, are of Hindu descent, right? So you would think, because he's putting a kibosh on other women like her, mm-hmm. you know, a minority, because basically they're both minorities. And to me, that's, I just, the way, the way I look at it, I think it's just, he's, he's got a problem with women in general. Well, yeah, you could literally see his demeanor change. When he's talking yeah. to Chris Christie or, you know, DeSantis and stuff, you know, he'll take off the gloves and go back and forth. But his demeanor changes when he's going after Nikki Haley. And it's like more demeaning, like, and he's trying to like knock her down. So I, in my opinion, yes, I agree with you that he seems to have uh, an issue with women. Yeah. And you would think as young as he is, what is he, 38, 36? 
I think yeah, it's he, 12, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, Chris Christie kind of touched on that when he was sticking up for Nikki Haley. He said, you know, 12 years. Yeah, he goes, I've known, you know, Nikki Haley for 12 years longer than, you know, Ramaswamy's been even able to vote, probably. (laughs) And he's like, you know, she's a stand up woman. Oh, maybe. You know what I was thinking just now? I was thinking maybe he wants to be Trump like and he wants to make sure that he's, you know, putting his. uh, Putting it all, putting it all out there, so Trump picks him as VP. VP, right? Yeah. But you make you because really do make a good point when it comes to that because it's like the people that are the loudest and the biggest bullies and are disrespectful to to people all around them. Those are the people in the Republican Party that are getting the most recognition these days. Mm-hmm. And and you know Trump was the the starter of that, and people now want to follow in his in his footsteps. And it's it's just coming down to like yeah. who's the biggest bully. Yeah, you know what? Now that I open up that another topic there, uh, if you think about it, out of all the candidates, the one that I would think that Trump would pick would be him, Swamirami, because he's young. Mm-hmm. He's 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 a minority. He uh, I don't know anything about his religion or anything like that. But notice the guy he picked before, Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you guys think he's going to pick somebody that's leaning towards religion because basically what you you know well, I think, honestly, I think Trump is glorified when it comes to religion. I don't know. God, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. But people right. are like, oh, he's pretty much the next God. People look at him. So I think even with Ramaswamy, I think they could like pretty much leave his religion out of it. It's everything else. The bully factor. He was literally just um, videoed shooting like an AR. He was at the shooting range. Yeah, him and drill, his wife. baby, drill, fracking, yeah, so it's all, already all the buzzwords. Those topics that they're they're really hitting on. They could even leave the religion out of it because Trump, you know, him and a, holding a Bible walking around. and <laughs> He held it upside down. He, yeah. He's covered it for, for all your religious he held the Bible, Bible bumpers. upside down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't compared him. To, I'm talking about Swami, Lami, whatever his name is. I'm surprised they haven't uh, compared him yet. To Obama because it's very articulate and everything, but uh, otherwise he's just like Trump, basically. Yeah. But you know what's funny is even like, and we got to go to break here in a couple of minutes. But like, what's even funny is when Obama was running, and this is when I didn't vote for him because mm-hmm. I was a Republican back in the day. Um, people made a, people equated Obama to Hitler because they were like, even Hitler gave good speeches, and it was like that demonizing mm-hmm. of. Of a minority, right? Yeah. But then you're also equating him to somebody who also murdered a ton of minorities. Right. That's just the way, and that's the cyclical, like, realm of our politics, which mm-hmm. is insane. Like, nobody wanted to hear anything that Obama said. It was, no matter what was coming out of his mouth, they were going to demonize him just because of the color of his skin. Right. That was it. Have you guys ever seen any documentaries on Mussolini? There's a lot of similarities between Mussolini and Hitler in the way they delivered their speeches. Interesting you mentioned their speeches. because Well, well Nazism, fascism, I mean, it's a whole... But now uh, you look a, at everything yeah. Trump is saying, and they're like highlighting word by word in multiple speeches yeah. that he's taking over the exact same way that they spoke. Yeah. It's dog whistle. Like mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. They're yeah. they're he's poking yeah. the bear. Yeah, that's you know brown people are coming over the border to murder and rape your your children. Like yeah. that's how he got elected in the first time. Well, um, that's that back to, that back to Hitler again. Hitler would point the finger at uh, at Jews. I mean, you know that's 
that's the similarities between these these leaders. But he took a, a you know, he, he Trump, no doubt. He has, he doesn't he can't read sometimes. He babbles and everything. Yeah. But one thing he one thing he does know. He, he does know how to twist the mind. He sure know? does. Hey, Ruzo, we got we to gotta cut to a break. Thank you, um, thank thank you so you. much for calling Bye. in. And uh, call in on Sunday or just keep listening. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you, guys. All right. Have we'll be day. back here with uh, Driving at Home with Patty Vasquez. Uh, we'll see you in a minute. The David Pacman Show. Marjorie Taylor Greene wrote a book, supposedly, and the book has completely flopped. Why did the book flop? It's because people who support Marjorie Taylor Greene do not read books. This is not ad hominem. This is a movement that has grown for 20 years where they take pride in not reading books, in not being educated. The David Pacman Show, weekday evenings at 10 on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hey there, it's your guy Warren Price from European and U.S. Collision Repair, a division of Technicraft Body Shops. We specialize in automobile and truck repair as well as normal automobile maintenance. With our highly skilled technicians and environmentally friendly materials, we strive for quality. Call 773-248-1200, that's 773-248-1200, or europeanus.com. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. There's so much that goes on behind closed doors on WCPT 820. And hello, friends. It is Thursday, Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. Uh, we are not Patty Vasquez, sadly, although we would like to be. Yeah, because I like Patty's voice so much more than yours. <laughs> I don't. I'm I don't. Kidding. I love you. I don't know why we're friends. Um, <laughs> since kindergarten, so we have had uh, since kindergarten. Yeah, funny story about Meg and I. So, <laughs> uh, so we were actually each other's first kiss. And now I'm gay and she's a lesbian. So there. <laughs> so, so there you, you go. You turned me. That's it. Yeah. No going back since totally kindergarten. It. I'm done. Um, <laughs> Um, so, See, it's uh, not a choice, Republicans. We, it just happens. We're we born that way. Chatting about all of the things. Also, Lady B, that's my husband that's calling in right now. Um, so, I wanted to touch on one quick thing, and then we're going to take Mirna, um, uh, who wants to comment on Republicans. But I did want to chat about uh, how the Republicans almost passed a bill. 47 senators voting in favor of, 50 voting against it, to have. Um, Essentially, cafeteria workers deny food for children who identify as LGBTQ. That is horrendous. Horrendous is the fact that 47 senators voted for it and Joe Manchin voted for it also. And they're lucky that we're on air because that's the only word I could use for it. (laughs) That's true. Yes. Uh, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski voted against it. So, I mean, I guess they fell into line at that point. But um, that's a topic that we can chat about. We'll probably talk more about it on Sunday because I think this is absolutely ridiculous. Um, But right now we don't want to. Oops, sorry. Oh, just really quick. I was just looking it up and it's 30 million students in the U.S. can't afford their school meals. And on average, those students owe $180 each year for a national total of $262 million in student lunch debt annually. Yeah. That is horrible. Mm-hmm. And now you have Republicans that are like, oh, if you're gay, you can't eat lunch. It's horrible. Because lunch lady Doris can't serve you if you're gay, because that goes against her views. <laughs> right. 
Well, Doris, I have words for you, Doris. That was that was John Fetterman's <laughs> term on the View. I'm, I stole it from him. The good senator, John Fetterman. Um, let's talk to Myrna in Chicago. Hey, Myrna, how are you? Hi there. Uh, first of all, I just want this to be known to everybody. The Speaker of the House isn't the only one who God speaks to, because a few minutes ago, God spoke to me and told me to call the show. <laughs> Oh, thank God. Thank God, Myrna. Yeah. Literally, thank God, okay? Um. My new favorite. Myrna, you're coming to lunch yeah, with you're us. Coming, I'm adding you to the brunch list. Yay! All right. Um, I'm literally writing it down. <laughs> Perfect. My question is, does anybody that's listening have the the recipe on how to get more of those Republicans to drop out, Um, mainly Marco Rubio Mm -hmm. and Ted Cruz? Uh, so if anybody has, well, Rubio, I, if I knew that recipe, I would be cooking up everything yeah. and delivering it myself. I mean, Ted Cruz will probably be in Mexico by the time the election is happening. But then, yeah, <laughs> nice little vacation. Yeah, uh, Rubio. I don't. He's not. I don't think he's still running. Is he? Or maybe it doesn't have enough of the uh, vote to actually be on the debate stage. I've just been wondering why some of them have been super quiet lately. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, I mentioned that to Patty that ever since the two holier than thou. Uh, Bobert and that other one, the MTG girl, uh, oh, yeah. started mouthing. The the two Rubio and Ted Cruz are like little wimps in the corner. Yeah, they you, you are. Know. Well, because they're weak. They're weak, insecure men. men. <laughs> I think we looked at each other. God, get out of my together. <laughs> but it's totally true. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Which I'm okay with them being quiet. That's fine. I don't want to hear them talk. If I had known that it was that simple to shut them both up, I would have, you know, what few Republican friends I have, I would have told them to run for office. (laughs) That's totally it. Uh, No, I think uh, I'm really glad that God told you to call us. Me too. (laughs) And then now you get now you get a brunch invite. (laughs) See, he delivers. He is holy. It is it. God, Patty's never going to let us do her show Never, again. ever. We're done. This is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling, Mayor. We really appreciate it. One last thing, uh, yep. Lady B. I'm glad you're back. We missed you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. We love Lady B. <laughs> Lady B is our favorite. Oh, I absolutely love her. All right. Her. Let's take my She's husband. Hello, husband. How are you? Hello? 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 All right. Hello? Paula Poundstone, stop it. <laughs> I, I'll make it really quick. I just want to say uh, to just double <clears throat> double down on the fact that if Trump is reelected, the Trumps will become the monarchy. Oh, absolutely. There's no getting rid of them they after. Never, they will never leave office. They won't. Absolutely. It'll be Trump first, and then when he goes, it'll be Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, or do you think they'll give anything to Eric? <laughs> I think they'll do a, oh, a daycare all, service for him. I actually feel kind of bad for Tiffany. Um, but yeah, poor Tiffany. Yeah. Um, it, it, like yeah, poor our democracy, will be, our Republican democracy will be gone. So oh, I think absolutely. it's, it's, uh, so for those playing the home game, this is my husband, Jim, um, <laughs> 
and uh, he did. Right thank you for folding laundry. Um, uh, <laughs> he did say that he would only be dictator for day one. Yeah. So I mean, I think he's going to keep his word. Just just yeah. one day. Yeah. After that, then he'll go back. So I mean, we'll see how that how that goes. Listen to what he's saying, and when people talk, believe what they say. He's already yeah. putting in place a team of people that will make sure that happens. You know, we've, we're taught that at a young age. My family, you know, my parents have always said, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Believe, and believe Trump has them. been doing that since day one. Hillary even said it. He is literally showing us the type of person that he is, and we should believe him. And people still choose not to. That's sad. Exactly. That is. It's Our insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love you both. Love right. you. See love you, you. I'll see you in a few yeah. minutes, dear. All right. Um, so I did want to just so so this some of this is insane. So we were chatting about the the school lunch thing, and we have two minutes. Um, talk fast. But it said so. Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas sought to strip away a rule that was implemented in the spring of 2022 by the USDA. Um, the rule was issued in response and compliance with 2020 Supreme Court judgment that prohibited discrimination against LGBTQ people under the 1964 Civil Rights Act. So basically what that would mean is that it would say if it was passed, which it wasn't, but it's very scary how quickly that was passed, um, how uh, it um, would essentially allow individuals to just say, hey, you can't get lunch today because you're a gay kid or you're a trans kid. So you not only were getting food previously Mm -hmm. and not able to pay for it, so now you have student lunch debt, but now also we don't have to feed you because... Like, how is is that America? How? And how uh, are more people not talking about this like how is this not a topic of conversation in everyone's household right of like how this is how wrong this is um so elizabeth warren closed out by saying that um what you said uh twice as likely to live in a household that experiences food insecurity Mm -hmm. um and this was basically a blatant attempt to um they said it was a blatant attempt to weaponize the usda this was an attempt to get LGBTQ kids to be terrified for being who they are. Yeah. This is to put people back in the closet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly what it or is. Or suicide. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like that's a thing that yeah. is happening. And these, these policies have life-threatening impacts. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to go. Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, join us on Sunday for a Palatino with Dan and Meg. This was Driving at Home with Patty Vasquez. Happy um, Thursday. Happy Thursday. Have a good night.